Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Green Bay game is over. Now it's time to talk about what happened in the game. What went right? What went wrong? Who's to blame? It's time for the Green and Gold Post Game Show, presented by Lakeland University. Their commitment to education goes far beyond the classroom. Lakeland.edu. Your hosts for the show, Dan Plucker and former Packers running back Gary Ellerson on the Big Show Radio Network. It's looking like it's about to be a final from Green Bay as your Green Bay Packers will move to 9-3 and three on the season. A.J. Dillon currently just beating up the Rams defense and tick, 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 tick goes the clock. It's the Green Gold Post Game Show. Currently 36-25 to 25 Green Bay Packers. A little bit under three minutes remaining in the game. Uh, Dan Plucker and Gary Ellerson alongside talking with you about what appears to be a dominant win at home for the Green Bay Packers, Gary Ellerson, give me your thoughts on what exactly you've seen today. What stands out to you in this big win? Well, I, I think what stands out to me, uh, Plucker, do, do you remember when Packer fans said that we didn't have enough weapons for Aaron Rodgers when we drafted A.J. Dillon? I, I don't know if you recall that or not. I mean, it's like, oh, my yeah. God, I can't, I can't believe they drafted this guy. What is he going to do for us? I mean, Rodgers can't do anything with this guy. I don't know if you remember that. What's our, what's our phone I do number? remember that. What's 855-830-8648 to yeah. join me, Dan Plucker, and Gary Ellerson on the Green Gold Post Game Show on the Van Horn Direct toll-free this talk guy, line. This guy has completely dominated the game. I mean, today. I mean, he's shown his worth. I mean, if you look at the – now, he's gotten to be a better receiver since he's come into the league because they didn't throw it to him a lot um, at Boston College. And – but now he, he said he talked to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones stayed at the practice and worked with him on catching and receiving the football. And he has turned himself into a really, really good three-down running back. And it's all kudos goes to Brian Gutekunst to reaching out, drafting this guy. The mm-hmm. Packers knew that Jamal Williams, that they weren't going to be able to afford to pay him. And so they knew that they needed a running back. And they went and plucked this kid uh, from Boston College. And right now – you are seeing him paying dividends for this team. Rashawn Gary. Let's let's get to Rashawn Gary real quick. Makes mm-hmm. all the world for this defense. I mean, makes this defense go. He's the missing link for this defense that we didn't have um, against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. Yep. He gets Agreed. you off the field. Guys play better when he's there. They feel a little bit more comfortable. And once again, did I call it? Matthew Stafford. Is Matthew Stafford? He's <laughs> you did number call it. one. He's number one on my list since Jake Cutler retired. He's going to give you four opportunities to get turnovers, and he's going to give you one chance to get one back 
for a pick six. Could have had two of them. Rasul Douglas dropped the second one. Now the Packers still do have a comfortable lead right now. It is 11 points, but Mason Crosby, it looked like he was going to have a great day. He was having a perfect day up until right about right now. He just doink one off the post, and it's an 11-point game, two and a half minutes or so left, and the Rams are now driving down the field with a chance to make it a one-possession game. Still, the Packers sitting semi-comfortably, and and I hope I'm not jinxing anything here, but but it looks like they're going to be 9-3 and three heading into their well, bye don't, week. Don't do that yet. Just hold on. <laughs> All right. Hold I'll, on I'll, to I'll it. Hold on. I'll hold, hold on, on to it. Let's, let's get – All right. Because, you know, here's what you got because they're playing prevent defense. So they're going to move the you're football, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they score. I don't know. But then you're going to line up for the onside kick. Stupid stuff has happened to us. See the Seattle game, right? It's very true. Some years back. So yep, hold on to yep. it. But th- I- I'm with you. They shouldn't lose this game with the lead that they have. They played well. They got to get a couple stops here down the stretch. But I, it's I'm the just National saying, Football League. Crazy is. things happen. It does. Crazy things have happened, it does. and crazier things than ha- have happened than an 11 point turnaround too. Yeah. So you're right. Maybe I need to bite my tongue Please, a little bit just here. A little bit. I will. I will. But the can Packers. You, can you real quick? And I know yes, absolutely that you're up in Green Bay, and we'll we'll, we'll we'll get to the game. Can you talk to me a little bit about the Charles Woodson halftime deal? Can yes. Because they sure. retire. I mean. For the Green Bay Packers, they're not like every other organization. Mm-hmm. The only way you get your name up there is if you're in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So, so not anybody can get up there. And pretty much the only way your jersey's retired is if you play, what, 15 years in a Packer uniform and are in the Hall of Fame? I don't fame? know if that's the standard. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's what it is. But I do know that the only way you get your name up there is, is if you're in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. How was that right. halftime celebration? Yeah, Gary, we talked a little bit before the game about maybe the potential of media members getting onto the field. Unfortunately, I was not able to get onto the field for the whole Charles Woodson experience. So I watched it from the press box. It was still right. a great view and got to see everything that was going on. Uh, Mark Murphy came out, had some really nice things to say about Charles Woodson. And then uh, the head of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, whose name is escaping me right now, the really big dude was yeah. wearing a nice yeah, green jacket. Uh, he is retiring. Yes, this is the last year that he is there, but his name is escaping me right mm-hmm. now. He... Uh, he David Baker, yes, thank you, Toby, our producer, who was uh, hanging out with us as well. David Baker stepped out and uh, was talking about uh, this historic stadium and a historic player like Charles Woods, and he talked about the hundreds of thousands of people that have played this game, the tens of thousands that have played at the college level and at, in the NFL, and then the 300 and. 56 or whatever it is in the in the wow. mid 300s that are in the Hall of Fame and a guy like Charles Woodson included in that bunch and hopefully mm. our friend Leroy Butler very soon as well named a semifinalist for the right. Hall of Fame this past week right. and on his way hopefully to Canton shortly but Charles right. Woodson uh then uh stepped out onto the field and he made a couple of statements as well talking about how he's like you know at first I didn't really want to be here, you know. <laughs> really? and, and and Ted Thompson, credit to him, he gave thanks to him, uh, the late great Ted Thompson, and was discussing just some things that the two of them talked about. And then Woodson said that he was on the brink of retirement and that he had thought of retiring instead of playing a full season with the Green Bay Packers and, and having the rest and the remainder of the career that he did. And he said that he was so happy that it worked out the way that he did because uh, most importantly, he brought uh, a ring back to Green Bay. And he said that was the biggest accomplishment of his career, which I'm sure everybody can agree upon. And so he essentially 
discussed how he started not wanting to be in Green Bay at all. And by the end of his whole experience in Green Bay, he now lives there forever because his name is in the ring of honor right next to Brett Favre. I believe is next to him. Uh, in the ring of honor and just awesome. a huge honor for Charles Woodson and the fans were just loving it. They were going crazy all game. Every time they showed Charles Woodson on the board yeah. and, and well-deserving yeah. for, for this guy, he, he's a hall of famer for a reason. And he was an absolute stud uh, throughout his career and, and maybe had a couple hiccups. And like he said, uh, contemplated maybe ending his career instead of playing for the green Bay Packers, but it all worked out the yeah. way it's supposed to, supposed to and they always say god loves the green bay packers well they gave them a gift in charles woodson and what he did in his career helping bring a super bowl back to green bay after that drought of what was it 17 years without a super bowl between 96 and 2011 am i doing my math right probably not we're we're 15 something like that we're not supposed to do math on the air but i'm trying to do it uh but it was it was an awesome experience and all the fireworks were going off as they they dropped uh the cover over his name uh, and he looked like he was very emotional about all of it. So you can tell that Green Bay meant a lot to Charles Woodson. And obviously, Charles Woodson meant a lot to the Green Bay Packers and their fans as well, Gary. Awesome. I mean, that's great. I mean, he deserves it. And you're right. I'm just, just hoping and praying that Leroy is the, the, the next one to get up there. I mean, that, that will be great that you have two Hall of Famers in the secondary, DBs, that can go in back-to-back. I mean, that that would just be awesome, and it, it's great to have Charles in. I mean, if you if you think about it, the Green Bay Packers basically resurrected his career, uh, and and I think really the, the Packer experience put him mm-hmm. into the Hall of Fame. I mean, it really did. I mean, he came back, had Pro Bowls. I believe he was Defensive Player of the Year for the Packers. I mean, then got a Super Bowl with him. I mean, it completed his already crowded trophy case. Yeah, no doubt, and and he. I mean, we all know the absolute legend that he was at Michigan in college, the only mm-hmm. defensive player to uh, win the Heisman Trophy. So he's he, if he's not in the College Football Hall of Fame, he's going to be in there shortly. Oh, he's but in. Okay. yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, yes. I'm pretty sure he was, but yeah. I wasn't 100 percent sure. No, I don't know if he's uh, in now, but he will be. Right, but he yeah. will be. Yeah. And then at the NFL level, you're right. Like he had rocky moments to his career. There was mm-hmm. a reason why not a lot of people were calling on Charles Woodson's name after his first tenure in Oakland, and the Packers wound up signing him and he made obviously the right decision because you're right Gary I don't know if he is a Hall of Famer had he not spent time with the Green Bay Packers and won a ring it would have been a very different story told about Charles Woodson in his career had he decided to retire and not finish out those playing days Mm -hmm. in Green Bay and then back in Oakland for what was it another year or two where he was with the Raiders before actually Mm -hmm. hanging up the cleats but uh, incredible story for Charles Woodson uh, throughout the course of his tenure in Green Bay and and overall, a happy experience for a lot of Packer fans and lots of Charles Woodson jerseys I saw across really? uh, Lambeau Field awesome. today. Oh, yeah, a bunch of them, a bunch awesome. of number 21s hanging out around Lambeau Field. So uh, awesome, as always, to see a player like that be inducted into the Hall of Fame and into the Ring of Honor at Lambeau Field. 855-830-8648 to join me, Dan Plucker, and him, Gary Ellerson, on the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University. We'll hit a quick break here when we come back. The game may be wrapped up, It's but, but also may not be. We'll see how this all turns out. Packers currently with an 11-point lead, 36-25 over the Rams with under 60 seconds to go. It's Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson on the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network. Border to Border. 
Big Show Radio Network. It is now officially a final from Green Bay. I'm, I'm happy I'm not eating my own words. It's 36 to 28 <laughs> win for the Green Bay Packers. It got it got a little close, a little closer than maybe a lot of people would have wanted. Packers move to nine and three on the year and head into the bye a little bit healthier than they were a week ago. Both Aaron Jones and Rashawn Gary and Alan Lazard all seeing the field today. Big for some of those names to be back on the field. It, it, it definitely played a part in this win to have Aaron Jones in the game, but more surely uh, to have Rashawn Gary in the game because the dude was a menace throughout the course of the football game. It's Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson hanging out with you on the Green and Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network as your Green Bay Packers win 36-28, to but but the first half, Gary, was all Randall Cobb. He had a spectacular performance in just that first half. No, I, I did, and I, you know, I, I would say this: if you if you just look at the game as a whole, and we start like giving out game balls, if you would, mm-hmm. Rasul Douglas may be the the Sammy Shields <laughs> fine for Gudenkoons, like. Ted Thompson went and got Sam Shields as a free agent. Rasul Douglas may be that guy for mm-hmm. Brian Gunnikins. And and I think really, and he's playing corner, corner may not be his best spot. His best spot may be safety. I mean, you he's so. about 6'1", 6'2". I mean, he's he's a nice size player. So I, I think we can't go – I mean, they, they don't win this game to me. If you look – obviously, Rashad Gary, we talked about him. But Rasul Douglas on the backhand has just been absolutely incredible. And I see when you uh, start – Amos, I thought, on the backhand mm-hmm. plate well yeah. today. Most certainly Rashad Gary. I mean, he is what he is. He, I think he's the straw that stirs a drink for this defense. They don't have him. I think there is a huge letdown. I think he makes everybody play better. He makes it easy for everybody else. And once again, it's 12. I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers once again, I thought played very, very well. I was a little bit unsure about the field goals that we were having. Plucker in the first half. Right. I thought maybe that it come back and get us. I mean, we were only up by three at halftime. But I love the way we came back at the halftime, took that long drive, went down and scored. We got a three and out on defense. So I thought all in special teams, you want to get them in there. Uh, Mason Crosby yeah. missed the last one. I get it. But for the most part, you had some nice special teams play. I know Randall Cobb, fumble one. But still, within side of all that, I still think you still had some nice special teams play that should be talked about. No doubt. 855-830-8648 to join me, Dan Plucker, and him, Gary Ellerson, on the Green and Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University. And that was a, a big first half from Randall Cobb. I think he had uh, the most important performance of that first half because yes. when the, the Packers really needed somebody, Randall Cobb was the guy to step up on third down situations. Had one really nice play where ran over the seam, Rodgers hit him, mm-hmm. and then he, uh, he made two defenders run into each other and Randall Cobb streaks all the way down the field and almost scores before he's tackled. Four receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown on the day for Cobby. And I was, I was concerned 
concerned because when we, we, we're all sitting in the press box and at halftime, right before we come back, they're like, oh, by the way, uh, Randall Cobb's out for the second half with a groin wow. injury. And it threw all of us aside because we didn't see him go down at any point. We didn't know. Well, no, of, we of saw any... him hurt. We saw him with an ankle. Okay. Early on. I, he he limped off like in the, right before the half. Okay, I missed off. that. Yeah, he limped off, and they said it was an ankle right before half. Then he comes back okay. out, limps off again. So he was already hurt when he went in at halftime. Yeah, nobody nobody yeah. in the press box saw that or was yeah. talking about it. So well, I, we were all kind of surprised. I tell you <laughs> what, and I've been in the press box. <laughs> it moves fast in the press box. Yep, it, it sure it does. It really does. Yep, yep, and and games just seem way faster when you're it up does. there. Like the 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 couple of quarters that I'm able to stay there before I have to get over to the studio here, right. it just seems to go by like one it, quarter sitting at home. Is like, it like crazy. rush rush? Is it rush yes. rush? Yes, it is wild. I mean, before, <laughs> by the time you sit down, it's time to go. I know it's it's crazy. It makes <laughs> it me is. sad. I mean, I was there for like six hours, but it, right. it felt it felt like thirty minutes. Like yes. it, it's just it just goes by so yes. quickly. You're talking to people and yes. and trying to watch the game and yes. talking to other people about yes. what's going on in the game. And yes. j- time just kind of yeah. uh, you just kind of lose track of time while yes. you're out there. But the mm-hmm. Packers do win today, thirty six to twenty eight. Randall Cobb unfortunately does get injured. Hopefully, we'll have some updates for you throughout the day on that. But huge that Aaron Jones came back. He didn't have. Uh, a big game, 10 carries, 23 yards, but you could tell his impact on the field. He makes a difference uh, when he's in there just because mm-hmm. it's another weapon that the Packers have at the dispo- at their disposal that Aaron Rodgers has at his disposal. And, and Gary, you Where were talking Aaron about— Aaron Rodgers trusts him. Exactly. I mean, I, exactly. I, to me, that's the whole thing. I mean, he trusts him, and that and that makes Aaron Rodgers complete. I mean, if that, you know, if, if that does it for Rodgers, that's great. But I, I think that's why— you, I mean, that's why you see Randall Cobb and Rodgers. They got a great connection. He trusts him. He's where he's supposed to be. I mean, you can tell he's not what he used to be, right? Because mm-hmm. a couple of those runs, he would have ran away and, and got a touchdown on those things. But it doesn't matter. He's he's still playing well, and he's still playing at a high level. So yeah. kudos to Rodgers for asking for Cobb to come back and to be one of the guys that he can depend on. I, I still think mm-hmm. MVS has matured. I think he's playing much better. Uh, Lazard, I, I thought, could play a better game. The one pass, I believe, in the touchdown, I think, on a slant they threw him, went right through his hands. He probably mm-hmm. should have caught that pass. Uh, but for the most part, I thought the receivers played well. Yeah, and, and Gary, you're right, because I, I know you were saying with that A.J. Dillon draft where people were complaining that Rodgers didn't have enough weapons and this and that. Well, when when I'm sitting here, and I've said it, I said it last season, I'm saying it this season again, like, I feel like Rodgers has a bunch of weapons at his disposal, and some of them are hurt, too. You know, you talk about Tunyon, yeah. who's obviously out right now uh, with the torn ACL out for the season. But you, but you have a pretty solid tight end room still. I've, I've been I've been pleasantly surprised with DeGuara and the way that he's played. Mercedes Lewis is another guy that Rodgers has an infinite amount of trust in uh, and can catch balls out of the backfield. Really solid blocker as well. And then you go through it, I mean— one, it's either one or the other every week turns into the Packers number two. Last week it was MVS who had a big week, 10 receptions, 120 plus yards. And this week it was Randall Cobb in that first half, four receptions for 95. And then you have Devontae Adams, who, of course, we all know is one of the best receivers in the NFL, eight receptions for 104 yards today. Mm-hmm. Really impressed with him. And, and MVS, Gary, I, like you said, I think he's starting to take a step up within this offense. It's not just. Uh, 
MVS run downfield and I'll chuck balls to you like right. it has been the last couple of seasons. Right. Only the deep ball threat on this team. He's much more than that now. Like he had a little post route uh, earlier today that he hit and that Rodgers hit him on and, and a couple other plays where it's stuff underneath, not necessarily all the way deep down the field where he's targeting MVS. You're starting to see a little bit more of a trust there, I think, between 12 and 83 throughout the course of the season. And that's only going to get stronger and stronger throughout the season. Because remember, this is a guy that missed three weeks during the regular season a couple weeks back he missed 3 weeks and that's that was a big 3 weeks of of growth that Rodgers and and MVS missed during the season and since he's been back it looks like they he's progressively getting better and we're not seeing the drops that he had over the last 2 years really come into play this year Gary No I I would agree with you uh plug let's get out to some phone calls real quick let's get to Steve in Germantown Steve you're first up on the Big Show Radio Network Steve what you got buddy Hey, what's happening, fellas? How you doing? All right. What's up, Steve? Man, I was to just come back from Rambo now. What a fantastic game, guys. I mean, we're talking defense that's depleted. We're talking guys, Jair, the Darius not playing, right? We're talking two potential all-pros, basically. And this defense continues to show up and show out. Kenny Clark, this man, is there. he's a different level of player. What a fantastic defensive line we have in this guy. I mean, just an absolute stud. I mean, you got Rasul Douglas. Guys in the practice squad of the Cardinals back in October, and he continued to show up in big pick six, big plays in the second half. I love it. I love this defense. I think they're just playing absolutely phenomenal football right now. And the fact that you have a complimentary offense with fantastic running backs and Dylan and Jones who can control the clock, the yards may not be there always, but the fact that they get their attempts, they just be able to take time off the possession time, the clock, guys. That's a big deal. When you have Aaron Rodgers, that just is another added weapon that you have. MVS, Adams, Lazard, DeGuara. Wow, what a difference this guy's making, too. This team's rolling right now. What a perfect uh, time for the bye week. Let's get healthy. Let's keep rolling. The last five games of the year, guys, I've been looking real good. I mean, the fact that you beat a team like the Rams, and the national media touts the Rams as this big, bad machine. Well, the fact is, staff looks pretty human to me today, and the, the defense is the reason for that. I'm loving where they're at, 9-3. This is fantastic. No, thanks for the phone call, Steve. Appreciate it. That's what I said early on, though, about Stafford. Of course, OBJ goes and played with Stafford. He was going to go to L.A. anyway. I mean, you guys see all the reports out now. That that was his choice. When L.A. got in, that's where he was going. Mm -hmm. Stafford, to me, replaced Jay Cutler. That he's going to give you an opportunity to get four picks, and one of them you can take back to the house. He just does almost every single game. But you got to get him because he's going to throw them to you. And so they, you look at why the Rams were glamorous is because the Super Bowl is going to be played where in L.A. Uh, and they went out and made major moves. You're talking about Von Miller, who's a big time player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, folks. You're looking at OBJ, who's hasn't really had a great career, but still the talk of the town. You saw OBJ get loose for a touchdown, so he still got some life left in him. Did they go get Stafford? Stafford is an upgrade over Jared Goff. So they've got a lot going on. Aaron Donald, of course, they go out and get Jalen Ramsey uh, a couple of years ago. So they do have a lot of big-name players. But I think what you're seeing is that because you go out and accumulate all this talent doesn't mean that you're going to get to the Super Bowl. And it's right now bearing out right now with the Rams. I think are, – are the Rams – Pluck, you may correct me if I'm wrong. Are they on a mm-hmm. three-game losing streak right now? They I believe have, that they right. are. Right. 
Yeah, that this is their third straight loss. They lost to the 49ers on Monday night a couple weeks back, and then on Sunday night they lost to the Titans, embarrassed in both of those games. And and almost today, they were almost embarrassed today. There there were plenty of scenarios where the Packers could have really taken a grasp on this game and put their foot on the neck of the Los Angeles Rams, and they kind of didn't. We'll get into that a little bit, but they did still pull away and win this game in in somewhat dominant fashion. The score maybe not as indicative of what the actual play right. was. It felt like the Packers were relatively comfortably in the lead mm-hmm. for a majority of this game, despite it only being an eight-point football game. And now, and you were talking about the the, the Rams' last couple of games. Let's talk about the Packers' last couple mm-hmm. of games. Wins over playoff-caliber teams. The Rams, obviously, last week's loss to the Vikings. Not not great, but still a playoff-caliber team. They beat the Seahawks, obviously shutting them out a couple weeks back. Uh, they lost to the Chiefs without... Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love by six points, and they beat the Cardinals the week prior. So three out of their last five games have been wins, and all three against playoff, potentially playoff caliber teams. Mm -hmm. The Packers are looking really good right now heading into their bye, and fans should be uberly confident in what they have moving forward. Uberly confident, yes. 855-830-8648 to join me, Dan Plucker, and him, Gary Ellerson, on the Green and Gold Post Game Show. We'll have more coming up next on this game as the Packers win 36-28. We'll keep breaking it down next here on the Big Show Radio Network. Wisconsin Wide, the Big Show Radio Network. The Green Bay game is over. Now it's time to talk about what happened in the game. What went right? What went wrong? Who's to blame? It's time for the Green and Gold Post Game Show, presented by Lakeland University. Their commitment to education goes far beyond the classroom. Lakeland.edu. Your hosts for the show... Dan Plucker, and former Packers running back Gary Ellerson on the Big Show Radio Network. What's going on, guys? It is Dan Plucker and the former Packer and Badger running back Gary Ellerson hanging out with you as the Packers defeat the Los Angeles Rams 36-28 in Somewhat dominant fashion. The score, not indicative of that. 36-28, you think it's an eight-point game, one possession. It felt a lot bigger than that for a majority of this football game as pretty much every phase of this team, even the special teams a little bit. I mean, they had their issues, but but the offense and defense were certainly dominant, and the special teams was okay. They they had their moments, uh, which they have every single game, but they still played relatively well and obviously well enough to win this football game against a good Los Angeles Rams team, and the Packers depleted. We'll get into some more of that, but Gary, I know you want to get yeah. it back out to some of these phones. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get to... Uh... Let's see to my good friend Nate in uh, in Milwaukee. Nate, you're next up on the Big Show Radio Network. Nate, what you got, buddy? What's good, Gary? Um, offense played pretty good. Offense played well today. Um, I know I was on I was on here. I called last week and I criticized Aaron Rodgers for not taking uh, what was given to him. He he missed uh, from what I can see. It was two plays that I didn't like, but he played. This is this is this is the type of game that. I want for Aaron Rodgers. Don't don't try to do too much. You know what I mean. <laughs> play the play, do the offense, run the offense, and 
it's going it's going it's going you put up 36 points when you run the offense you put up you put up these amount of points when you run the offense defense came back you know so that hey we're not what 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 was happening in the last three weeks is not a fluke Nay, I want to back up a little bit. Are you criticizing Aaron Rodgers for his play tonight? No. No, okay. He played well. Okay. He play, he well, I thought better. you said don't do too much. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, saying this is what I want from him. I want right. him not to do too much. Play, play, play in the offense. Play within himself. Take yes. the plays that are given because they're there. Yes. He missed one on Aaron, he missed one on Aaron Jones that, that blew my mind. Um, Which one was the Aaron Jones one? Uh, it was uh the drive when uh it was the drive right before the uh pick six. He had Aaron Jones wide open. Probably could have got the first down, maybe a touchdown. He threw it to Alan Lazard. Um, Alan Lazard looked like he got held. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody was talking about that one. Yes, yes. Yes. And was, I didn't. Was, I missed that one, but yeah, everybody was talking about that one. Mm. That was one I was ripping my head off about. Um, but. <laughs> Like I said, I feel like he played better than he played last week, mm-hmm. um, just by watching the game. But like I like I was saying, the defense they were sh- they showed that hey, we when we got when we got some of our guys, we can get, we can rush the passer, we can we can be the defense that we've been the last three weeks, and even special teams was even better. That uh, that fumble, uh, that forced fumble, that was big. Um, Still got to clean up the kicking, right? Um, for Mason Crosby, but this was this was probably the best all around team game that that I've seen this season. Usually, you have two or the three mm-hmm. playing playing good, and then one is just not playing well. This is right. this is probably one of the games where probably all three phases of the of the team played decent today. I would agree. Thanks, Nate, for the phone call. Appreciate it. I would agree with that. I, special teams would be last for me. But I still thought there were moments, even on the one penalty that they had, they were offside. That was a hell of a tackle, I think, down there by St. Brown, that I think had him inside the ten yard line. I, I so even though they missed the field goal by Mason Crosby, even though there was a fumble by Randall Cobb, I still think there were some good things within the special teams. Now I don't know had we mm-hmm. lost that game, if my mind would be different. Uh, by saying what I'm saying about special teams. Yeah, it, it very well could have been because there were some mistakes on the special teams, like you said. I also think of the very first punt of the game where Amari Rodgers like, let it bounce instead of right. fielding it, and it got clocked at like the five-yard line instead of like the 15 if if Rodgers would have caught it. It's, it's small things that can make a big difference in a football game, and, and, and that first drive showed it. The Packers went like 15, y- for 15 plays yeah. for 50, 60-some no yards and just ran out of steam and didn't mm-hmm. score. Exactly. So there are small things and, and touch-ups that uh, the Moe Drayton definitely needs to uh, fix as we head into the bye week, and it's mm-hmm. probably the biggest concern on this team. I think we can both agree is the special teams, both the field goal kicking and the returning as well, which is two huge parts of it. Right. But the, but there are still so many things going right for the Green Bay Packers. Nate brought up a good point, too. Uh, the, the Packers' offense looked like the Packers' offense today. And by that, I mean early and often we were seeing guys running across the field uh, pre-snap. And we were seeing 
Randall Cobb switch sides of the field and Amari Rogers switch sides of the field. Devontae goes from right to left. All these different things, the misdirection that LaFleur's offense is built upon. And last week against Minnesota in the first quarter, I felt like we didn't see any of that. It was all. No, you're right. There was, there were a lot of motion right away. Mm -hmm, Right. And the reason why they run a lot of motion against the Rams, they should do with everybody. But I feel like the reason why they do it with the Rams is because of Jalen Ramsey. They want to find Mm -hmm. out where he is. Because yep. they move him around a lot. And so, you know, motion can dictate what coverage is going to be. I want to ask you one thing, and I'll talk a little bit about tomorrow on the, uh, on the, on, on the big show. On the show. big show. Um, your thoughts on third and two, Rodgers going for the touchdowns. Are you, are you good with that? And then you, you end it. up getting nothing. Fourth sure. down, now you got a punt. Are you? I mean, I saw some of that on the socials. Are you? Are you okay with that? You feel like it's wasted? Are you good? Or are you? Because I he, he, let me tell you what I feel about that. I feel about in this game, it's okay. But I feel like the more possessions, and I, I'm afraid of Tom Brady, rightly so. But I feel like the more possessions you give Tom Brady, he's gonna hurt you. I see what you're saying. I trust Aaron Rodgers. That's that's kind of where I stand on it. What what, what Aaron Rodgers sees fit, for the most part, I, I'm going to agree with him on the football field. He, he does uh, things that 30 other quarterbacks in the NFL cannot do. There, there are a, a, there's a very small list of things that Aaron Rodgers does that other quarterbacks in the league can do. I would put Tom Brady and maybe Patrick Mahomes, not this year's Patrick right, Mahomes. Right, and that's my point. And, and that's but, my point. So when you're when you're playing Tom Brady, and it's third and two, right, and you don't get the touchdown instead of the first down, you're giving the football back to Tom Brady. Yep. That's, that's that's my point. point. It's okay with Stafford. Okay, you you get away with that, but. My point is because we've won games a lot with Aaron Rodgers. Only one Super Bowl to show for it. But I I just feel like when you're playing Tom Brady, does it matter? Because you you named him, and I agree with you. So now you're giving Tom Brady more possessions when you still could keep the drive going. Yeah, sure we trust Aaron Rodgers. Sure we do all that. Yeah, I get it. But when you're playing Tom Brady – are you okay to give Tom Brady more possessions? Yeah, it's it's all dependent on where they're on the situation because it's where they're on the field. If Rodgers thinks they have four downs to pick up a first, Rodgers is going to think they have four downs to pick up a first. So if he sees something that might be deep for a touchdown, maybe he's slinging it down the field. Or you're right, in in, in more situations, I'd probably be more cautious with it against some of those dudes, like the, the top premier talents in the league. And yeah, maybe give it to Aaron Jones or uh, A.J. Dillon or dump it off to Devontae for, for a short gain to pick up a first yeah I, I agree with you in, in those situations it's all situation based but it's a good question Gary 855-830-8648 to join me Dan Plucker and Gary Ellerson former Packer and Badger running back here on the Green Gold Post Game Show we got another caller there Gary yeah let's go to Ty I believe in New York Ty you up next on Big Show Radio Network Ty what you got bro what's up Ty what's going on guys you hey man it was a good game man must must win uh we definitely did what we supposed to do. Uh, I point out the players that jumped up the screen to me. 52, uh, Rashawn Gary had a great game. Great game against a, a good, you know, probably borderline Hall of Famer left tackle. Uh, Kenny yeah, Clark. Whitworth. Yeah, beyond 99 in L.A., 
best interior lineman in the game. Beyond yeah. 99 in L.A. He played like a man amongst boys today, and he's been doing it game in and game out all this season. If he's not all pro this year, I don't know what the writers and AP and all those people who vote <laughs> for that, man. He's a man amongst boys. Um, the two linebackers I thought played a really solid game, 51 and uh, and uh, Campbell. Uh, the question I want to say for Gary, uh, as far as what you see from the defense, I'll say that I'll get this out of the way real quick. Yeah. We've seen his defense play at a good level over yeah. years from yeah. time to time. This defense is playing great. Yeah. We have a great defense in yeah. this season yeah. in Green Bay. Yeah. So uh I want to ask you this question. When twenty three and fifty five come back specifically twenty three because I'm talking about the cornerback. Yeah. How do you play these corners? Well, I think how, how do you think you get the most out of the second? Well, then I think maybe I think Douglas becomes your your nickel your nickel guy. I think you you move him. I, I think Douglas can play also safety. I, I, so I think I mean it's it's a good problem to have. But Jair, Kevin King, I think Douglas becomes your nickel guy. Okay. I mean, you ride Kevin King until he gets hurt again. Then you figure it out after that. <laughs> but I still right. think, I mean, I still think when Kevin King plays, he's good. He's really good. Right. I, I, I have no problem with that. The problem with Kevin King is his availability. But when he's on the right. field, he's awesome. So if you can have King, Douglas, and Alexander, I, I put them, those three guys up against anybody. Listen, tell the NFL to stop sending their wide receivers deep against 21. You're not running past that guy. Every time they send those receivers deep against him, he's stuck for stuff. If right. he get his technique together and get his head around and be able to right. make plays on that ball, right. that guy will be a future And you talk baller, about but, uh, – right, and I did not mention Stokes, but you talk about Stokes. So, I mean, wh- where do you go with Stokes? I mean, there, there's another guy. What, mm-hmm. what, do, what do you do with him? And, and you, you heard Jalen Ramsey talks – he talked about the star position. And that's what he's playing right now for the Rams. And he seems like he's kind of miscast in that star position. If it were me, Jalen Ramsey follows Devontae Adams everywhere he goes. And they didn't do that in this game. Sounds good, man. All right, thanks for the phone call. All right, I appreciate, it. appreciate it, dude. Yeah, and, and that's a really interesting question, Gary. And, and how they rack up this secondary is going to be a good problem to right. have for the Green Bay Packers. I right. mean, you think about it because Jair's not playing right now. Right. I mean, Amos has had a good season. Savage mm-hmm. has been playing pretty well. I know last week he wasn't great against the Vikings, and people want to knock on him for those dropped INTs. Overall, though, he's having a strong second year, strong sophomore season in the NFL. I've been impressed with him overall this season. And then all those corners, dude, I mean, they're they're all stepping up in this Joe Barry defense in this scheme, and it's working. Whatever Joe Barry has done differently from Mike Pettin, looks it simple, looks very right? similar. What, it looks similar, and but it, it looks feels simple. like it's You're simple. Right. It's simple. I agree. I mean, even though uh, was that Shannon Sullivan got beat over the top? Yeah, it was Sullivan today. But he was right there. Mm, yep. uh, in in the Mike Patton defense, there'd be nobody there. <laughs> like no one would knew where they were supposed to be. In this case, you go, okay, Sullivan got beat. I mean, he's there. You saw him. And I think to me, that's the difference between the Patton's defense and what Joe Barry is doing. It feels like everybody knows where they're supposed to be. 
Yeah, the Packers have a defense, folks. 36-28 to 28 win over the Los Angeles Rams today. We'll keep talking about this defense, the defensive line, and maybe the unsung heroes of this football game. And yes, that's an S on the end of that. Heroes, it's Dan Plucker and Gary Ellerson here on the Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Big Show Radio Network. More coming up next. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. Who scored first? Was it a big play? It's time for the Schulze Family Beef first score of the game. Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality Wisconsin pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. You're listening to the Green and Gold Post Game Show, presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network. Rodgers takes the toss, takes it in. Touchdown, Green Bay. There was the first score of the game as Aaron Rodgers skedaddles away from Jalen Ramsey and finds himself in the corner of the end zone, beating him out with a broken toe. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> showing off some speed. Yeah. It's Dan Plucker and Gary awesome. Ellerson with you after the Packers win 36-28 to over the Los Angeles Rams in somewhat dominant fashion. Shouldn't have been that close uh, but because the Packers played a very strong game across the board. Aaron Rodgers had himself a night with that injury, uh, and he said nothing's off the table heading into this bye week either. He might even get surgery, but he knows for a fact, he's not going to be missing any time. He he told people that after the game on the television broadcast, that uh, highlight courtesy of Fox as well. Rodgers, 307 yards, two touchdowns in the air, and a touchdown, that touchdown, on the ground as well. And, and Gary, like you were saying earlier, I think the, the Packers just like making Jalen Ramsey look silly. I remember last year uh, they ran Devontae back and forth across the yeah. field in motion like yeah. three times before right. throwing him the football. Right. And then today, having... Aaron Rodgers beat him on a read option run bootleg essentially that was, uh, to, me, to the outside. To me, I think that was all on Rodgers. I don't even you know if that so? I don't even know if that was designed. I think Rodgers saw something and <laughs> and and he went with it. Uh, Just kept the ball. Yeah. Let's get out to Ken on the north side. Ken, you're up next on the Big Show Radio Network. Ken, what you got, buddy? What's up, Ken? Well, I just got a well, I just got a comment and a question. Okay, would you get these kickoff returns when they kick the ball off to the Packers? And, mm. you know, the kickoff returner decides to let the ball go. Right. And, uh, you know, he's telling everybody to uh, stay away from the ball. But, see, then you get some of the Rams uh, players, they're trying to push one of the Packers into the ball. That's punt returns, then. They, yeah, doing the punt return. Well, they ought to make that a penalty. Okay, they shouldn't be allowed to do that, pushing the uh, players into the ball. Uh, you know, uh, the gang access. But see, the here's ball. the deal, Ken. You're taught right away when the punter calls you away from the ball, you basically should be running to the sideline. <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> these guys. To me, I saw, I saw that too. And we we were taught when he's calling you off, there's not going to be a return. Run your butt to the sideline. What are you doing? Even close to the football, shouldn't even be there. What are you doing, dude? You, you, we don't need you to block nobody. You you saw him calling him off. Why are you even near the pile? All right. Yeah, that's well. Are they teaching them that or not? They or no? should. They should be. Why are you? But still, it's if it, they're not, it's common sense. There's no return. 
Everything is, he's calling poison, 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 which means get away from the football. That's, that's what it means. You, you should not be even, you shouldn't be even in the frame. Okay, well, they need to start listening. And the other, th- the other question I have: Do you, uh, do you believe that uh, that cast is really going to affect Rashad uh, uh, Gary a lot with his pass rush? How do you think he played today? You know, I think in a couple weeks. And thanks for your phone call, Ken. I think in a couple weeks he'll be fine. Uh, I, I think today it did hamper him a little bit, but he still played with a lot of effort. I mean, he really did. The guy is just unbelievable. He's a Michigan man. He'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a tough dude. I'll give him that. I, I was surprised to see him on the field today at Lambeau Field, and I, we were looking, and and uh, one of the, our buddies next to me from our affiliate ESPN Lacrosse, he he had his binoculars out and was trying to see <laughs> if there was uh, any brace under the long sleeves that Rashawn Gary was wearing. It looked like there might have been something, there was nothing something too there. Yeah. nothing too heavy though. Right. It looked like relatively light, but still something there. Yeah. You could tell it was bugging him, but still he made the plays when he needed to, and he made that right. big strip sack of Matt Matthew Stafford as well early in the game, which put them in that position for Aaron Rodgers to have that touchdown that he did, uh, the running play that we just heard earlier this segment, that was because of Rashawn Gary, and, and he's a difference maker on the field. And let's talk about that defensive line a little bit, Gary, because what what they're doing right now and what they've done this entire season, really, while not being healthy and without Zadarius Smith, has been nothing short of incredible. Preston Smith is ha- coming back having a great year. I think this is Rashawn Gary's emergence year. I personally think that he's one of the probably top 5, 10 edge rushers in the NFL right now. It doesn't say that necessarily in sacks. No. But if you look at pressures and quarterback hits, he's number two, I believe, in the NFL in that stat behind only Max Crosby of the Oakland Raiders. So he's... Yeah. Like right up there, and then yeah. you have Kenny Clark in the middle, along with mm-hmm. Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster and Kingsley Kiki, who have all been really good this year too. That defensive line is shaping out to be something, and it could be even more elite when Zadarius comes back. Yeah, you just hope that he can get back. I and mean, I, I don't know when, and they haven't said. I mean, they've been very secretive about <laughs> about their injuries. I mean, you you just I mean Josh Myers. I didn't know he was gonna the center. I didn't know he was gonna be out for this. Uh, for this long. So, yeah, I mean, you would think after the bye week they can get healthy. You would think after the bye week you get back to your Ari back. I think that'll help you. Zedarius gets back. I mean, I don't know a timetable timetable on Jair Alexander, but you would Maybe think they can too. get some of these guys back uh, relatively quick. Uh, let's get out to L in Philly. L, you're up next on the Big Show Radio Network. What up, L, what do you got, buddy? Hey, guys, what's going on? What's up, Gary? You, buddy. Yeah, man, um... I, I'm just impressed that we was able to play the way we played today. We avoided a bunch of major injuries, which is great going into the bye. Um, a couple calls ago, they were talking about how on all three faces, when you played uh, you know, a really solid game. I totally agree. Um, yeah, well, I could definitely sit back here and nitpick a couple plays that we probably could take back um, You know, that made me mad. I know one one that did definitely that third down when Aaron Rodgers had a uh, had um, Aaron Jones wide open in the flat, and he threw it to uh, Alan Rosard and then look at the referees to try to get a hold. I mean, yeah, he had a little bit of a gripe mm-hmm. with that, but you had a guy wide open that was running along the sideline that would have easily scored. And you just free looking to try to uh, play hero ball, man. Let's dump that thing off, and then we, we'll be all right. But needless to say, he played good. He he didn't he avoided major injury. We got our bye coming up. I'm looking forward to seeing Jair and um, um, Zadarius come back, as, as well as Bakhtiari. 
And, um, yeah, I know Odell was sitting there salty, man, looking at us play today, man. He could be on the winning side. He over there with them, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing us uh, in a couple weeks. So, Thanks for your phone call. I, pr- I appreciate it, buddy. I, and, and I would agree. I mean, I, I think we were talking about injuries and getting these guys back. You, Cobb is hurt. Hopefully he you can get him back. Um, but I, I think this team, I'm not going to go destined for the Super Bowl, but they're playing really well. I mean, I if you saw the Buccaneers game today, gift wrapped to them by the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. The Colts, Colts had a 10-point lead. They had a 10-point lead yeah. and just basically threw, threw it away, like threw you it said. Away. Threw it away. And so right now, I, I think the best team in the NFC, if you do power rankings, uh, probably got to be the Packers. Number one. see how it's not. Hands down. I mean, they, they just march because everyone thought at the beginning of the year the toughest conference was going to be the NFC West. Well, they done beat Seattle, they done beat the 49ers, and they done beat the Rams. Yeah. You're right. They And they beat the Cardinals as well. They beat the Cardinals, right. Rams, Seahawks. How could I forget Seahawks, the Cardinals? All four, Seahawks, yeah. they, they beat all four they beat of those all teams. all four of those teams. <laughs> all yes. four of them. Yeah. And, and, and not only that, like we were talking March about. March right through them. Before this season, we were talking about how difficult this Packers schedule was. Well, they've gotten through the rough part of their season, mm-hmm. and they're nine and three. Right. They have five, they have five games remaining uh, against the Bears in two weeks Sunday Night Football. Then uh, in Baltimore against the Ravens, Christmas Day against the Browns, uh, home against the Vikings for the last home game of the year, and then in Detroit. That's what four wins, hopefully, at least three. You can. Lockdown, I would say three out of five in the last uh, couple weeks of the season here, I think would be good. Probably four out of five, maybe even who knows? Maybe they even went out at this point. The, that's how good the Packers are playing, mm-hmm. and it's without their some of their best talent. And those are all guys that are coming back. Like th- there's so much bright side ahead for this team. I think we continue to see their potential, and we keep talking about their potential. But right now, they're nine and three, and they're a damn good football team, yeah, Gary. Yeah. They're a damn good football team. It's Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson with you as the Packers win 36-28 over the Los Angeles Rams. We'll hit a quick break here. When we come back, I'll give you my unsung hero for this game because there are some some unsung heroes in this football game. We'll get to that next here on the Green Gold Post Game Show with Dan Plucker and Gary Ellerson. Border to Border, the Big Show Radio Network. The Green Bay game is over. What player stood out from today's game? Who made the biggest impact? It's time to name the Van Horn Automotive MVP of the game. Van Horn Automotive Group, with locations throughout Wisconsin and in Iowa. Family-born and employee-owned. On the web at vanhornauto.com. You're listening to the Green and Gold Postgame Show, presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network. It's third down. Rodgers throws, going for the deep shot, and delivers a strike to Devontae Adams. Packers win 36-28, and we're talking about the MVP of this game. It's Dan Plucker and Gary Ellerson hanging out with you after the Packers move to 9-3 on the season, heading into their bye week. And you might think if you heard that, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers or it's Devontae Adams who are the MVP of this game. And over the last two segments you've been hearing me, I'm going to give out my unsung heroes of this game, and I'm doing it right now. 
Folks, it's the Packers offensive line. We're talking about a unit without three starters. Bakhtiari's out. Elton Jenkins now has a torn ACL and is out for the season. Josh Myers, the center, has been out for a couple of weeks now, too. And we're talking about a group of guys, including a dude that was on the practice squad in Yash Nyman. John Runyon, Lucas Patrick, Billy Turner. This group of guys comes out and allows one sack against Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Leonard Floyd, three of the toughest pass rushers in the NFL. One sack, and it was on a Rodgers scramble on a third down, I believe, that he almost passed the line of scrimmage. So we're talking about that close to playing a sackless game the Packers offensive line did. What a performance by them today to to stop some of the best pass rushers in this league as the Packers win 36 to 28. Am I am I out of hand here Gary? I I thought the offensive line was spectacular today. They they had their issue like a couple of issues here and there, maybe not giving Rodgers ample time, but for the most part with a group of dudes that isn't supposed to be and I'm I'm not trying to say this in a bad way, but isn't it supposed to be starting caliber players against Aaron Donald and Von Miller, not many offensive lines can handle that group. They they nullified them in this football game. Yeah, I don't know if you got a line, but I for me, Rasul Douglas. I mean, geez, had he caught that second one for a pick six? <laughs> That's true. Are you kidding me? And <laughs> here's, and here's a guy, and, well, you know, I mean, and, and it's much like the offensive line. I guess you can make comparisons or parallels to this. Here's a guy. Didn't you get him off the practice squad for Another the practice Cardinals? Squad player. Yep. And basically, he won the football game for you in Arizona. And mm. basically, the pick six, I think, was a turning moment in, in this, this game. game. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you're out of line, but <laughs> I, I still think it. You know, you look at both sides of the football and you start picking names and that. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're both one and the same. This offensive line with Josh Nyman, you look at, you talk about the other guys that you had out there, and this is a Vaughn, Aaron Donald. Vaughn, and Von Miller is not what he used to be. But he's still a good football player. No, he's, he's not what Von he used Miller. to be. No, he's he's Von Miller. He's not. He's he's not. I mean, you don't I, if, think he's I mean, a good football player well, anymore? Well, let me ask you this Von Miller or Preston Smith? Probably Preston Smith. Yeah. I mean, he's not. He's okay. I don't know if he gets any better and the season goes long, but you can – he's not that Von Miller that won the Super Bowl MVP. No, he's not. Agreed. He, and and he's coming off a, 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 an Achilles injury. He's more name right now than he is about what he's been able to do so far on the field. And maybe he's still banged up. Maybe he's still hurt. But I, I just didn't see him do much. Now, he caught – um, Aaron Jones a little bit in the backfield, but I think really that was his only biggest play that he had out there. Pluck, let's get out to Chris. Let's do uh, it. Chris, you're up next on the Big Show Radio Network. Chris, what you got, buddy? What up, Chris? Hey, Gary. How are you doing, brother? All righty. I love listening to you guys all week long up in Upper Michigan. Where are you calling yeah, from, Chris? Crystal Falls, Michigan. I'm in the UP. Oh my! Right. Okay, thanks yeah. for calling in. Thanks. You guys for got snow up there. And tell and tell Leroy when he wants to really work that we got really good fish up here. Okay, you guys got snow. Yeah, we got snow. We got about six six inches the other day. Oh my! Okay, you guys doing some ice fishing or? 
Not uh, my my son went out the other day, got me four walleyes, but it, it's sketchy. Sketchy. Okay, we don't get out there when just the, yet. Out there, Leroy the, is the, is Crystal Lake, right? No, Crystal Falls. Crystal Falls. Crystal Falls. And that's where you need to go get the walleye. All right, I'll make sure I. You know, and I'm going to follow up what you guys were talking about. Sure. How great the offensive line did tonight. How great our defense went tonight, and we're talking heading the next year financially in a little bit of trouble. We've won. We're nine and three without Batiari. Alexander hasn't really played that much. Desarius Smith hasn't played that much. And we're nine and three. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money right there. And I love those guys. But the backups and Goody are doing a great job for our for our organization. Yes. It's a good point. And, and at what point does do some of those names become dispendable? And Razul Douglas, I mean, the, the guy they brought in, he's, a, he's an unrestricted free agent after this season. And some of these other guys are as well. But And Preston Smith is another guy who they're going to have to figure out whether or not they're paying. Rashawn Gary, D- Darnell Savage, both of those dudes are about to be on their fifth-year options as well. It, it's, it's a lot of talent. Devontae Adams, all of the wide receiver room, essentially, and Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of decisions that have to be made. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it. And you got to really look at your 9-3 with what? And, and on top of it, I'm going to give Preston Smith some love tonight. And that long touchdown pass, he was literally tackled on that play. Mm-hmm. That was a that was an awful call mm-hmm. that they missed. And, and, and I'll take your comments off air. I love you guys. And tell Leroy anytime he wants to come up. I'm in Crystal Falls, Michigan. He wants to catch fish. All right, sounds good. All Thank right, you. thanks, Chris, appreciate Ken. it, buddy. Chris, listen up in the UP. That's pretty cool. Yeah. On the Odyssey app, I'm assuming, right? On the Odyssey app, yeah. So if you miss any of the show, you can uh, listen on the Odyssey app as well on the go. And if you if you miss any of it, use the rewind function there or go to BigShowNetwork.com to listen to the full podcast that Toby Altizer, our producer, will have up. Once the show is over, it's Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson hanging out here on the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University here on the Big Show Radio Network. And uh, you can tweet at us as well at Big Show Network, at Dan Plucker, P-L-O-C-H-E-R, at Big Show network at Gary Ellerson too. If you want to get a hold of us or call 855-830-8648 on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Kevin tweets in can we look at Dan Plucker's record co-hosting the post-game show compared to Sparky? Pretty sure the young man is the good luck charm. Uh, I'm 6-0, dude. 6-0 this season <laughs> when hosting this show. Just saying. Dude. 12 games, they're 9-3. and three. That means Sparky's 3-3 and three this year. I'm just, just, just putting it out there. Dude. Perfect record so far this season, Gary, when I'm hosting the yeah. show. Uh, but it's not me. No, I I mean, I'm also hosting all the home games. The Packers have not lost at home yet this year. And another big story of this game, Gary, is the fact that Matt LaFleur still has not lost back-to-back games as the head Mm -hmm. coach of the Green Bay Packers. Isn't that just something? Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's it's phenomenal um, what he's been able to do. And much different than Matt McCarthy's offense is and you can tell the scheme. He just scheme offensively like no other. I mean, he's he's just he's just incredible. What this system is unbelievable. I mean, if you start to look at McVeigh and Shanahan and uh, Lafleur, just seems like his schemes are just incredible. And it's all the same thing. I mean, they all kind of do the same stuff. I mean, you saw the touchdown pass that. Dylan caught out of the backfield. Same touchdown pass that the Rams running back caught out of the backfield. 
Yeah. Darryl same Henderson. touchdown pass mm-hmm. that I was thinking the same Randall thing. Cobb caught, but in a different <laughs> formation. Um it, it's it, it is. It's just it's just the same stuff. He seems to be a little bit more innovative in what he's doing. I, I think Shanahan to me though, out of the three of them, seems to be more innovative in the run game than the other two. He seems to do a lot. And I think because he has to. Right. Because he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers and he doesn't, he doesn't have, have Aaron Jones. Well, and he doesn't have Devontae Adams. That's true as well. So he's got to do some different stuff with Debo and Ayuk because both of those guys can play running back. So I mm. think he does some different things scheming that way. You know who else used to be that way? Who's that? Um, who's the head coach with Seattle? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. When they had Marshawn Lynch, they used to do some very creative things with their offensive line in the run game. They don't do that as much anymore. For sure. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, it, it's, it's tough when you don't have the talent. And, yeah. and that's what LaFleur has, I guess, been granted at this point in his yeah. career. And, yeah. and it's the only it's yeah. the only thing that really knocks him. Leroy brings this up all the time on, on the big show. He says, we're really going to find out who Matt LaFleur is as a coach when he no longer has 12. Because how much of this is Aaron Rodgers? How much of this is Matt LaFleur? Now, Matt LaFleur, at the very least, is a very good coach. Mm-hmm. But is he a great coach? That's what it really comes down to. And And – when you have a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and great talent like Devontae, like Zadarius, like Jair, all these dudes that are being given to him and credit to the Packers front office for putting him in this position because he has a plethora of talent. I mean, we were just going through all of these corners that they're going to have to figure out who's starting in this group of mm-hmm. Eric Stokes, Kevin King, um, Jair Alexander, Rasul mm-hmm. Douglas, like the list goes on and on with these guys. It, 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 right. The Packers continually give Matt LaFleur talent and put him in a position to win football games, and boy, is he doing it. He's yeah. won a lot at this point in his tenure. It's Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson hanging out on the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University. We'll hit a quick break here, come back for a couple minutes, and then we'll hear from uh, Matt LaFleur. We'll hear from Aaron Rodgers still to come here in the show. Coming up next here on the Big Show Radio Network. Wisconsin-wide, the Big Show Radio Network. The Green Bay game is over. What was the scoring drive of the game? It's time for the drive of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. You're listening to the Green and Gold Post Game Show, presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network. Rodgers over the middle. They convert to the 10. And it's DeGuara of all targets. Second and goal. Rodgers. Dylan touchdown Packers. That was the ABC video drive of the game. It was the first possession of the second half as the Packers go on a 13-play, 75-yard drive to make a real statement coming out of the halftime break as the the, the Rams were keeping it close. They were going back and forth with the Packers and, and gained a little bit of momentum there late in the second half, making it a one-possession game. The Packers come out of the breaks in, in the second half, winning their first coin toss of the season, I believe it was, 
finally getting to defer themselves and uh, taking the ball out of the break here in the second half all the way down the field on a huge drive. Like I said, 13 plays. You heard the fourth down conversion there, fourth and two just outside of the red zone. Rodgers hitting Josiah DeGuara and then finding the end zone, hitting A.J. Dillon a couple plays later. And the Packers retook a two-possession lead in the game, 27-17, to and ran away with it after that 36-28 to final. The score was as big as 36-17 to at one point after a Rasul Douglas pick six as well. The Packers took advantage of those opportunities in the second half. Uh, that couldn't necessarily be said in the first half. A couple of drives falling short in the red zone, and I think that's been the struggle we've seen throughout the course of this season, Gary, is them maybe not finishing all the drives that they could in the red zone. Thankfully, that resolved itself in the second half. Right. So, you know, that's what I'm getting to. I mean, we started talking about these these third and twos and we're going for touchdowns. And when does that come back to haunt you? Well, we know it does for a fact when it gets tighter. When when you're playing quarterbacks, they're probably as good as you are that will make you pay for some of these possessions that you're losing. I'm I'm past winning football games. And 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 rightly so, we got to win games to get to the playoffs. I get it. But I think I'm past just winning games. I I think I don't know, maybe most Packer fans are. I think what we're trying to do right now is win Super Bowls. We've seen all of this. Right? I mean, last year the big the big thing last year was to what? Get home field advantage. That's that's like all Packer fans. That's what they all told us. We, we need sure. to get home field. We need to because we never really had home field. Home field's going to do it. Home field's going to do it. We get three turnovers in the second half. We got no points. Okay, I think we got three. And I think, and I'm just leery of all that hmm. when you're talking about playing better teams. Where I think you need seven instead of three. Yeah, it's it's a good point, Gary, and and that's what you have to do when when good teams make mistakes, you have to take advantage of them to beat them. That's that's why the Vikings won last week. They took advantage of a really slow start from the Packers and they jumped on them early. And that's why the Vikings won that football game last week. And and the Packers are a great team. And we, we've, we're we talking about that. We've been saying that all season long. The way you beat great teams is by taking advantage of the mistakes that they make. And, and the Packers didn't do that against the Vikings too. I mean, how many interceptions did they drop? We all talked about that last week as well. But, but this week... It was a little bit different maybe because the Rams aren't playing their best football right now. Matthew Stafford certainly isn't a pick six in each of his last three starts, which is embarrassing. But but the Packers did enough today. Those three turnovers, they, they got 16 points off of those three turnovers. So they did enough in this game as they win 36-28 to and had a really strong performance. Could have been even more dominant had they taken full advantage of each of those mistakes. It's Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson hanging out here on the Green and Gold Post Game Show. More to come. We got LaFleur, Rodgers, and a recap of this game next here on the Big Show Radio Network. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. The Green Bay game is over. Now it's time to talk about what happened in the game. What went right? What went wrong? Who's to blame? 
It's time for the Green and Gold Post Game Show, presented by Lakeland University. Their commitment to education goes far beyond the classroom. Lakeland.edu. Your hosts for the show, Dan Plucker and former Packers running back Gary Ellerson on the Big Show Radio Network. Live from Green Bay, it is Dan Plucker and him, Gary Ellerson, former Packer and Badger, running back as the Green Bay Packers win 36-28 to over the Los Angeles Rams to move to 9-3 and on the season and heading into a bye week where they are just going to get healthier. The Packers dominating against the Rams in this game despite it only being an 8-point contest and a storyline all week was this whole OBJ thing because we all know the story. There were rumors that he wanted to go to Green Bay and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, LA Rams came out from the woodworks and were like, okay, we're in on OBJ as well. Suddenly, uh, OBJ is heading to Los Angeles, but he's not. Maybe he's going to Green Bay, but he actually is going to L.A. And some Packers players were talking to, of them, to him at the time, one of them being Devontae Adams. Here's what Devontae said before the game, before the two uh, faced off in this contest. We did talk like two days ago, and he, and he said he needed a jersey after the game. I told him to go get Cooper Cup jersey since that's, you know, that's obviously his guy, and that's who he want to be with. But that's my guy, man. I, I love Odell. I think he would have been a great fit here, but I wish nothing but the best for him. A little bit of smack talk there from Devontae. Your thoughts, Gary? Well, as well as it should be. I mean, come on, dude. You, you, you want to go to lovely L.A., hang out with LeBron and them. Go get LeBron jersey. You know, yeah. Go 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 hang out with them jokers. Go go yeah, go get Cup. Matthew Stafford jersey. You don't need to be getting my jersey. Yeah, how you Cover feel about Matt Stafford uh, after Aaron Rodgers' poor performance today against uh, Jalen Ramsey, another one of your good buddies, kind of showing right? him up throughout the course of this game, right? Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that at least to this point, it, it was a mistake for OBJ to go to LA over Green Bay. You well, agree, right, Gary? I don't know. I mean, there's know. still a lot of season to play. There's still a lot of season to play, so yeah, I'm not I don't, gonna... Well, no, no I, I would say I don't know. For, I think for him personally, that's where he wanted to be. So I wouldn't call it a mistake. I mean, OBJ wants to do movies. He wants to do all that kind of stuff. His girl lives out there. She's now pregnant. They have a home there. I didn't know that. Yeah, so all that fits for him. He was never coming to Green Bay, dude. That was never a thing. And so for him personally... I think it works well for him for what he wants to do in his career. But for winning a ring, I mean, at, when he first got cut, it was, I want to win, win a ring. That's what we were hearing, hearing be reported, not from the Jordan Schultz and Evan Masseys of the world. That's what we heard from Ian Rappaport was that he's focused on going to a winning team and a winning culture. And and when the Packers rumors came out, I mean, he had, he had spoken very highly of Devontae and Aaron Rodgers in the past. So I think that's where uh, – Packer fans were a little bit hurt, and now Devontae may be a little bit butthurt, yeah, jokingly, of course, uh, about it. Because, I mean, it's like, dude, you, you said all along that you would love to play here. We gave you the opportunity to play here, and instead you went to a team that we're going to be competing against potentially when we get to the postseason. And to a quarterback, at least in our eyes and in 
obviously the NFL's eyes as well. That's worse than AR-12 here in Green Bay. We need we could have used you, and you decided to go elsewhere. It makes sense to me. I'm fine with Devontae giving him a little smack for, for the situation. I think it's actually quite funny. 855-830-8648 to join me, Dan Plucker, and Gary Ellerson here on the Green and Gold Post Game Show. Gary, you want to dig into this game and recap exactly what went on a couple hours ago at 1265 Lombardi? Yes, go ahead. All right, let's do it. So to start off the game, the Rams start with the ball. Five plays, 15 yards, and have to punt right off the bat. Packers take over, but Amari Rodgers kind of misplays the punt. I guess you can put it that way. So they're pinned inside their own 10-yard line. They go 15 plays for 56 yards, but no points in eight minutes of controlled possession of the ball. The Rams take back over at the 15-yard line. And Rashawn Gary, who we didn't know if he was going to play, he did wind up playing, winds up making a play in this situation. Second and five. taken away flag on the play and Preston Smith ends up with the ball and Rashawn Gary has been an absolute menace this season the Packers take over and it's quick only three plays they find the ball into the end zone on Aaron Rodgers scramble beating Jalen Ramsey Rodgers takes the toss takes it in Touchdown, Green Bay. And on a broken toe as well, Gary, that was an impressive play. No, it really was. And I, and I think from – I don't know. I think Rodgers just saw something and did what he did. I, so I, I don't you didn't know. think that was designed? No, I think they were supposed to hand that ball off to A.J. Dillon, and he did a ride and decide. Packers take a 7-0 lead on that ride and decide from Aaron Rodgers. And the Rams take over, four and out. They go for it on their own 29-yard line. And Adrian Amos absolutely stuffs Daryl Henderson at the line of scrimmage. An awesome play that gave the Packers the ball right in the red zone-type territory once again, 29-yard line. But a quick drive, only three plays, and a field goal coming out of it. That's where we kind of get into that discussion about this Packers team not taking full advantage of the scenarios given. The Rams' offense absolutely scrambling at this point, but a huge play to kind of break this one open for the Rams. Uh, they uh, Stafford finds Van Jefferson deep for a 79-yard score. Cooper Cup has not been targeted yet. League's leading receiver, Stafford, going downfield for Jefferson. He's got him. Jefferson able to stay upright, and he is gone. Touchdown, L.A., 79 yards. Gary, that that just kind of felt like the turning point of the first half, didn't it? No, it did. It really did. I mean, um, and I think when you start trying to slice and dice this game up, it was a lot closer than what the score said it was because you were you were nip and tuck right there at halftime. At halftime, absolutely. Uh, but I do think the Packers wound up pulling away this in this one. I thought they were the much better team for the majority of the day. It was just a couple plays like that one where the Rams kind of had quick chunk plays where I felt like the Packers dominated for most of the football game. And that continued on this seven-play, 66-yard drive that finished, again, in the red zone, but just a field goal, a 28-yard chip shot for Mason Crosby to make it 13-7. to The Rams take over, and a quick three and out again. Packers maybe get another chance to extend that lead to two possessions, but 
Randall Cobb muffs the punt return, Gary. They even took Amari Rodgers out of that situation, and the special team still can't figure it out. And I was all for that. Just put Randall Cobb back there and just let him fair catch it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Didn't go so good. Well, and and we're talking about turning points. That's another turning point in this game. I mean, we're talking about two, three situations in this Mm -hmm. game. The Packers could have been up two, three scores at this point already. And instead, uh, the Rams take over at the 25-yard line. Mm -hmm. They go three and out again. But Matt Gay knocks through a 36-yard field goal to make it 13-10. Green Bay still with the advantage. Packers come back and strike. Rodgers finds Randall Cobb short left and runs it all the way down to the Packers' 38-yard line for 27 yards, and then uh, Rodgers finds Randall Cobb a little bit later in the drive for this score. Rodgers inside, Cobb, touchdown! Seven-yard touchdown for the fifth of the year for Randall Cobb. It was a six-play, 89-yard drive for the Packers, and it made it a two-possession game, 20-10. to But the Rams strike right back, eight plays, 75 yards as they go all the way down the field. And Matt Stafford scores his first touchdown of the game, finding Daryl Henderson up the middle for two yards. On second down, Stafford underneath. Henderson, touchdown, what a throw. And Stafford fitted in there perfectly for a six-yard touchdown to Daryl Henderson. And I think if you would call that first half anything for the Green Bay Packers, Gary, you would call it a, a first half of missed opportunities. It was. They had so many chances to really put this game away early. And scared me because I know kicking field goals often ends up you losing the game. You mm-hmm. need seven. And rightly so, they hit a bomb over the top. They're right back in the game. Yeah, just just like that. And and the Packers, and credit to Mason Crosby today, I know he missed the one late, but when he, they needed him in this game, he was hitting his field goals for the start of this game, both his field mm-hmm. goals and his extra points. He was perfect until that fourth quarter where he did doink one off the post. But he, he put them in a position for for this to be a, a game and for the Packers to be winning. They went into the half up 20-17, to 17, a little bit closer than you would like right. based on the opportunities that the Packers were given. But we do know the outcome of the game. The Packers win 36-28. to 28. We'll hit a quick break here. When we come back, we'll recap the second half of this game. It's Dan Plucker, Gary Ellis, and a much more tumultuous second half, but good for the Packers as they pull out in this one. 36-28 is Dan Plucker, Gary Ellison on the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network. Border to Border, the Big Show Radio Network. It's Dan Plucker and Gary Ellerson hanging out with you on the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University. We're breaking down the second half of this game, but still to come in the show a lot more. Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers were at the podium in Green Bay. You'll hear their post-game reactions as well. But right now, let's dive back into this second half as the Packers won the coin toss for the first time, I believe, this season. And uh, they start with the ball in the second half. 13 plays, 75 yards, milk. 
uh, seven minutes and 42 seconds off the clock with a lot of A.J. Dillon runs. Also a deep pass to MVS on the drive. It was an A.J. Dillon drive for the most part as they cruised all the way down the field, including converting on fourth and two as Rodgers dumped one off to the left side to DeGuara for a first down. And then all of a sudden they're in they're in uh, first and goal to go situations and they punch it in with uh, Aaron Rodgers hitting A.J. Dillon for a five-yard touchdown. Second and goal. Rodgers. Dillon touchdown, Packers. Yeah, and then Packers back into a two-score position, looking pretty strong. And the Rams take over quick three and out. They got nothing going. The Packers <laughs> take over. They have the exact same thing. But uh, Corey Bjork has punts the ball downfield. And Chris Barnes rips it out of the returner's hands, Gary. Which was awesome because what they had, they had Cooper Cup back there. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden they tried to change out. I mean, I don't know why they did that and it proved to be costly. Yeah, absolutely. Chris Barnes rips it out of his hands. All of a sudden He's the Packers, well. he is playing very well. The ascent of Chris Barnes and also Devondre Campbell coming out of nowhere. Those two linebackers have been a huge difference maker for the Green Bay Packers this season. Um, and the Packers take over here after Chris Barnes strips the ball away on special teams, not in his traditional linebacker role. Inside of the Rams' 30-yard line, couple plays, but not really anything going for Green Bay. They kick a field goal, still only a two-score game, but they're up two touchdowns now, 30-17. to The Rams back on the field, only three plays, because this time Razul Douglas steps in the way and picks off Matt Stafford. Third down and seven, trying to avoid going three and out, two straight possessions. Stafford fires, he's picked, intercepted by Russell Douglas for the touchdown. And Razul Douglas ascending, another one of these guys that is ascending for the Green Bay Packers, was a practice squad player and has now made two game-changing plays. He's a big play dude against the Cardinals a couple weeks back, and now in this game with the pick six. At that point, 36-17, it felt pretty comfortable for Green Bay, didn't it, Gary? Yeah, it really did. And I think that, uh, that to me, that kind of separate him a little bit, gave him a little cushion that they were able to really kind of not necessarily coast to the win, but you felt good mm-hmm. about where they were. Well, and, and you you named Matt, Matt Stafford as your number one guy on your list of dudes that throws pick sixes. Right. And now three in a row for Matthew Stafford. He looked off all day, though, Gary. Well, he was uncomfortable from, mm-hmm. from the get-go. Now, he got on fire a little bit uh, there, I believe, right before halftime. He got into a rhythm. Right. Uh, and the Packers weren't getting him off his spot. You cannot let Stafford sit in the pocket. Otherwise, he'll pick you apart. But if you can get some pressure up in his face, it's when he tends to will throw you a pick six. And they were able to do that later on in the second half as well. Yeah, Packers now up three scores, but the Rams are not going away easy. They drive all the way down the field, seven plays, 80 yards, lots of hands off to Lots of possessions, touches for Daryl Henderson mm-hmm. on the drive. And then o- OBJ uh, puts his mark on the game with his touchdown. Rams are coming off their bye, trying to avoid their third straight loss. Here's one for Beckham. Got him. Touchdown, Odell Beckham. 
54 yards to number three. Yeah, we were quick. talking about him. Quick. It did happen quick. And we, we were talking about him, you know, could he be the difference maker in this game? Thankfully, he wasn't, but he did have his big play in this football game, and that, that was it. It, it. it put the Rams back in the conversation in this game at the very least, a 54-yard bomb to OBJ there. And uh, two-point conversion was a success as well. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's an 11-point game. The Rams are still there but it, it still felt like the Packers had a little bit of control. They uh, returned possessions a couple times. The Packers drive down the field with about six minutes to go in the fourth quarter, miss a field goal for Mason Crosby, his first of the game. It would have made it a two-touchdown a two game instead of two-possession, but still only three minutes to go for the Rams, and it felt like time was running out. That's right around when we hopped on the air. Uh, the Rams went 47 yards and took up – Two minutes and 45 seconds of those three minutes. Some bad clock management mm. from the Rams on this drive. They wind up settling for a field goal to make it an eight-point an eight point game Excuse me, and try an onside kick. It doesn't work. Darnell Savage gets clocked on the play. Unfortunately, he tweeted out that he's okay, so I'm all thumbs up there. And the Packers win 36-28, to move to 9-3 and three on the season, heading into the bye, and you have to feel happy about the way this team is looking heading into the bye bye week with the opportunity Gary for them to get even healthier on the way yeah out. so you hope you get back to Ari back and you hope you get Josh Myers back that those two guys will help your line tremendously if you can get those two players back now I don't know about Zadarius because we haven't heard much but Josh Smith and back to you you hope that you can get back after the bye week we all know that back underwent another surgery I think it just was a scope of cleanup that's mm-hmm. to me. I don't know when they had it done, but that's normally a four-week deal when you have a scope like that. So okay. we'll see what happens. Yeah, and the, and Rappaport said last week as well. I believe it was Wednesday. You know, Jair is maybe coming back in December too. So I mean, this team being nine and three. They still got their guys coming. They still have, hopefully, Zadarius Smith coming back. Hopefully, we see Bakhtiari again. We talked about how good the offensive line today was today, and this defense was today. And the defense is maybe missing two of their best three, four players. The offensive line missing their best two players with Elton Jenkins and Bakhtiari out. Obviously, Jenkins, unfortunately, done for the year. But David Bakhtiari still on his way back. Aaron Jones wasn't healthy today either, fully healthy either. He'll be uh, taking this week, I'm sure, to rest up. And Aaron Rodgers even has a broken toe. And he could be even more Mm -hmm. healthy as we head into this second shorter stretch of the season for the Packers. All things looking upright for this Green Bay Packers team right now, despite all of the crazy injuries they've been having. And credit to this team because to go 9-3, and win 9 out of 12 games without five Pro Bowlers, Gary, Mm -hmm. it seems almost unfathomable. No, it really is. And and I think that's a credit to the coaching staff. I mean, they've done a great job. Do we have time to get a call in real quick yeah let's squeeze in a call here let's go to mike on the south side mike you up next on the big show radio network mike what you got buddy what's up guys no much what's up, mike? mike you know if you could put time in a bottle this game for a trip to the super bowl it's all great mm-hmm. but i think we're really rushing the gun here okay yeah we, we're well, not talking tough, super bowl tough teams it's still four tough teams yep teams wanting to prove something mm-hmm and as far as this Odell Beckham, 
So give up what forty million for a thirty-five thousand dollars Super Bowl ring? Mm-hmm. It's a different time now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no Reggie White on the phone He's saying, "Come here." Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to get the great free agents, and they don't. And I'll hang up and listen. Okay. All right, Mike. All thanks right for here. the call. Thanks, guy. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking Super Bowl, I don't think. No, we're talking about a a really good football team that has a chance of a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, we're just, I mean, we we don't know. I mean, I I think it's wide open. The NFC is wide open. I think the AFC is wide open. Now, right now, I think it's all a fluid situation. I said this at the beginning. I mean, and Toby Altizer is just asking me, who's the best team in the AFC? Do you know, Pluck? Jeez, I mean, right? the Chiefs are playing a little bit better. The Patriots have looked freaking good the last yeah. couple weeks as right. well. Five-game winning streak, I think, for the hoodie. Mm-hmm. And and he's doing a lot with a little. Like, mm-hmm. if we actually think about a rookie quarterback, uh, most of the defense that he's coached over the last couple Super Bowl runs with Tom Brady gone, Tom Brady himself gone, mm-hmm. it, it's been very impressive what right. New England has been able to put together. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs as well. Patrick Mahomes looking a little bit more Patrick Mahomes-like the last couple weeks, obviously on by this week, mm-hmm. but that's another team to look out for. While a couple weeks ago we were talking, you know, the Titans and the Bills being the two teams, both of them have fallen off the table a little bit. I think it's probably between the Patriots and Chiefs right now. Right. And then NFC? NFC, it's I, Packers are, I think, first, and Cardinals and Bucks a close second. Right. And so you know what you're going to see. You're going to see the Cardinals first next week and then the Packers. Yeah, probably. That's what's going to happen. Probably. But there's still a lot of time left in the season. The Packers are getting their bye week, and Mm -hmm. they're going to get healthier, too, at the right time. Exactly. It could not have come at a better week for the Packers to get their bye. Uh, Bakhtiari getting another week of rest without missing a game. Same thing with Jair and Sidarius. And then guys that are hurt, like Rashawn Gary, like Aaron Jones, like Aaron Rodgers himself, get that extra week of rest. Mm -hmm. It almost comes at a perfect time in my eyes because they get this last five weeks of the season and then hopefully another three or four games and a Super Bowl uh, in Green Bay by season's end. Now that's of course the idealistic dream but there's a lot of season left to play and hopefully a lot of postseason to talk about as well. Uh, It's Dan Plucker Gary Ellerson here on the Big Show Radio Network. When we come back we'll hear from that guy with a broken toe who needs a little bit of a break. uh, Aaron Rodgers and also Matt LaFleur as well that comes up next here on the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network. Wide, the Big Show Radio Network. And welcome back to the Green and Gold Post Game Show here on twelve or on the Big Show Radio Network. Let's hear from Packers head coach Matt Lafleur after the Rams fall to the Green Bay Packers, thirty-six to twenty-eight at Lambeau Field. 
Uh, just really proud of our guys tonight. Just staying focused with what we know we have in front of us with the bye, and it's been it's been a long year to to go this far without a bye week, but. Our guys uh, did exactly what we asked them to do. We knew it was going to be a tough game. Got a lot of respect for the Rams. They've got great players, great coaches. We knew it was going to be a, a four-quarter battle, and it was exactly that. Uh, but our guys stayed focused, and we talked about emptying the tank. And I think we're, we're at a point where everybody's pretty exhausted, but it definitely feels good going into the bye week on a win. I'm uh, really proud of just the effort of guys stepping up, guys like Yash, and um, you know, we'll enjoy this for a while. But we also know that there's a lot of ball in front of us, and we've got to take advantage of each and every day when we're back in this building. And uh, it, it's it's never easy in this league, but you definitely appreciate the times when you when you win hard-fought football games. At what point in this week did you know that Aaron Jones was going to be able to give it a go? And was he on a pitch count tonight? I wouldn't say a, a pitch count, um, but we wanted to be smart with him. He's a big-time piece to, to everything we want to try to get done here. Uh, but, you know, really didn't know until today whether or not he was going to be able to go. We worked him out prior to the game and, uh, you know, our, our, our training staff, who does a great job, Flea and his group, they, they cleared him, and Aaron was speaking confidently. So, um, you know, we let him we let him go. But it was more or less we're going to play it kind of by ear during during the game in terms of how he was feeling and, and how many how many reps he was going to get. I think there were some opportunities out there that we didn't take advantage of, but you got to give them credit. That's a damn good football team, uh, one of the best teams, you know, especially in the NFC. Uh, they had a lot of great players over there. Great, really great front. Uh, you guys got guys like Jalen Ramsey, and then on the offensive side of the ball, we know how explosive they can be. Um, but yeah, certainly, I think there's. There's always going to be plays after every game that you look back on and you wish you had back. But, um, you know, the bottom line is, do you do enough to win the football game? And our guys did that tonight, and I was proud of them. You're talking about how the Rams give them credit. Your players did that as well, but I think it probably happened here. Devontae Adams was not satisfied with the offensive production today. says there could have been 40 or more out there. Is that something that's just coming, Coach Speak on down, or are your leaders, your players, saying that to others in the locker room, striving for excellence despite them? Yeah, I think every time we don't score on every drive, I think our guys are disappointed, are angry, are upset. We've got a lot of great players, and uh, you know, this. But this is uh, this is a tough league, and uh, you know, when you're going against a tough opponent, you're you're. Realistically, you're not going to score on every possession, so you got to give them credit, and it's well deserved. Matt, your big bye, nine and three. All things considered, um, injuries this long, twelve week bye. You pretty happy with where you're at? Yeah, I, I think, you know, all things considered, we've we've battled through a lot of adversity. Certainly, um, you know, there there is room for improvement in all three phases, which is always exciting, 
and we know that there's a lot of challenge left in front of us. So we've got to, when we're back in this building, we've got to attack it on a daily basis, which I think our guys embrace, and they, they take that to heart. You know, we, we never look too far in front of us. We always try to focus on and, and stay as present as possible, and our guys have really, they have that mentality, and I think that's what the mentality that it takes to win games in this league. Yeah, Rasul has been a, a huge pickup for us, and you got to give credit to Goody and his staff for for finding him. And uh, I just love how he competes. You see it time uh, like play in and play out. The guy is so competitive. You see it in practice every day. Um, Obviously, he's made two plays that have made had major impacts on games this year, um, and, and there's multiple other plays that he's made that have have really impacted games. But obviously, the two that come to mind were Arizona, and then tonight having a pick six. Um, it, it seemed like there were, there was other opportunities out there for him to to have another interception. But I think he had four PBUs, five tackles. Uh, just really proud of his effort. I think our guys have really embraced him and, and took him in. Um, and, you know, we're, we're lucky to have a guy like that. And it's rare that you find a guy like that, you know, midseason. Matt, that touchdown pass to Randall, did you take that from Minnesota last week? Uh, no, not, not necessarily. Uh, it looked really simple. Yeah, I know. I hear you. <laughs> it is a copycat league. But, no, that's something that, you know, cho choice routes are a coach's dream, right? Because in theory, you can never be wrong. You just, hey, you got to go out there and make the right read as, as the choice route runner, and the quarterback's got to make the right read. As, but, uh, no, Randall, he's, he's a special talent. Certainly, it, it definitely hurt us losing him at halftime. But I thought that, you know, he did a hell of a job in that first half when he was playing and, and made a lot of key plays that helped us get that lead going into that to the half. We talked a lot about AJ's ascension this season. I, I know Aaron got the start tonight, but are there games where you can see him being your lead back, even if Aaron's completely healthy, just with where AJ is at right now? Yeah, I think AJ, I, you know, it's 1A, 1B. And I, I've said that in the past when we had guys like Jamal. But, you know, they, they both bring a little something to to the table. They're, they're obviously different style backs in terms of especially just how they're, you know, their, their, their stature physically. Uh, but they both are very versatile backs in terms of their ability to run the football, their ability to pass protect, and then as, as weapons out of the backfield. I think both those guys are, are just premier backs in this league. Offensive I thought our offensive line battled, man. I thought they did a great job. I think any time you're going against that type of front, uh, that style of defense, I, I think that the fact that we dropped back 45 times and Aaron was – he had the one sack, which he tried to scramble up on, um, you know, I thought they did a hell of a job. Do you plan to take any time off in the bye week to reboot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, we. I think we have to. Uh, you know, certainly, there there is a lot of season left in front of you, but I think you absolutely have to get away. 
Uh, it'll be great to spend some time with with my wife and my kids and uh, just a little little uh, R and R. I, I know you've said before that you think that we make fun of you for one and zero every week and hitting the reset button, but you still haven't lost back to back games. So that does that approach actually manifest itself in some real ways when you're coming off of a loss? Do you think your approach and your process really does make a difference there? I, I think it's a credit to everybody in this building for for taking that same mentality and. I can't say enough about guys just coming together, playing for one another, embracing roles, because certainly everybody wants to get the production, the numbers, the, the stats, and, and you know, certainly uh, it, it doesn't always go that way. But our guys are truly selfless. They play for one another. They embrace whatever role is given to them, uh, what they're asked to do. And, and we, we always talk about focusing on doing you're 111th, doing the best job you can, giving it, giving it each and every play, and uh, just really proud of our guys. There you heard from Packers head coach Matt LaFleur after the Packers get a 36-28 to victory here on the Green and Gold postgame show. We're going to hit a break here. When we come back, we'll hear from Aaron Rodgers, hear him talk about his toe, how painful it was for him. We'll be right back here in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. And welcome back to the Green and Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University Studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. Let's hear from Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers after a two-touchdown performance helps lead the Packers to a 36-28 victory over the Los Angeles Rams. Aaron, how did the toe feel today? Um, will you have surgery this week, or are you just going to try to see if rest will take care of it? Uh, the toe felt good most of the game. Um, was just actually in uh, talking with the uh, with the docs. Um, I'm not sure uh, at this point. We're going to do some more testing in the morning and, and – uh, get a better view of what's going on in there and then make a decision uh, at that time. Matt Steinman. Aaron, you know better than anyone, you know, this team hasn't been known for making these big in-season splashes, but you're beating teams that have, you know, the Cardinals with Ertz, these guys obviously with Odell, and you're doing it with guys like Randall, Devondre, Bojo, Rasul. What do you think about the contributions you've gotten from some of those new guys and, and how those role players have helped you become the team that you guys are through 12 weeks? Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of those guys. I mean, it's like you say the same thing all the time when you talk about Rasul. Like, how is this guy on the practice squad? I mean, the dude has just made so many plays for us. Uh, he's got great instincts, good ball skills opportunistic plays for us. Devondre, you know, how is he not wanted by anybody? Uh, you know, I said it a while back about 2010, there were a lot of guys on that team. I feel like they weren't wanted by certain people, uh, you know, certain teams uh, thought they were done or just couldn't find a place for them. So I'm really proud of uh, those contributions. Obviously, Randall is near and, near and dear. Um, you know, great getting him a touchdown and then obviously the big play. Uh, on the seam ball, I was teasing with him after the game. I don't remember the last time I hit him on a seam. Might have been the 2016 playoffs against the Giants, and definitely haven't hit him on a choice route in forever. So, 
Uh, so it's fun having him. And then the contributions, obviously, from Devontae and AJ and the offensive line was fantastic. You know, one kind of the phantom sack, the gift I gave my workout buddy, Greg Gaines, there with a zero-yard sack uh, on the scramble. Um, I thought they did a nice job. I thought we mixed it up with the quick game, uh, you know, get the ball in my hand. We ran the ball just well enough uh, tonight, but, uh, you know, and then and obviously came up, uh, you know, a little short in the red zone a couple times. Ryan Wood. Aaron, with, uh, Aaron didn't do a lot on the ground today. I think he just had, like, what, two carries. But what does it do for the offense to have him and have AJ together after not having both last week? That was like a C-3PO right there on a delay. <laughs> uh, is, am I delaying as well? No, you're good. I think, did you get the gist of the, his question? Yes, uh, about Aaron Jones being being able to play. Yeah, yeah. sorry, my internet's terrible. Just to have him with AJ, to have them together again, what does that do for the offense after not having Aaron last week? Yeah, you know, you need a one-two punch in this league. You need two guys that can do it, and they do it so differently, AJ, uh, as a, a slasher, or sorry, Jones is a slasher. I mean, he's AJ as well. Uh, and then uh, A.J. Dillon is kind of a downhill uh, bruising back. So uh, I'm proud of A.J. I think he's played really well for us. And, uh, you know, when Jonesy's been there and also, you know, when he's been the feature back to come a long way and done some nice things for us. Uh, but obviously, we're a better football team when 33 is healthy. Phil Huber. Hey, Aaron, I, I, will, I, will, I will spare you the entire injury list, but if I'd have told you, that you'd have David for zero games, Sedarius, and so on and so on and so on. I, I would say nine and three at the bye. What would you think of that? I'd say that it's a pretty damn good start. Um, when you look at the schedule every year, you know, I've, I've talked about this over the years. I always look at kind of when we play Chicago and Chicago, when the bye week is, and kind of the first quarter of the season. Um, and then after that, you know, ugly loss in Jacksonville just to open the season. And obviously me missing a game with, with COVID uh, and then all the injuries, you know, Jair and Devante missing a game and Allen and Marquez missing a lot of time. Uh, Bobby Tunyon, you know, being out for the year, Elton Jenkins, Dave, Josh Myers, uh, Z, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of adversity for sure. So I'm proud of the guys. You know, we've had so many guys step up though in, in the, in their stead, uh, you know, guys we expected to play well and guys we didn't expect to maybe play a whole lot or even be a part of the football team. So really proud of those guys and their efforts. Uh, you know, I've highlighted some guys over the over the season. Um, one guy especially I, I do want to continue to highlight is EQ. Um, you know, he was released from the team and he's come back to us and done a really nice job. You know, it doesn't always show up big in the stat sheet, but he's a guy I trust a lot and a guy who's made some timely plays for us. So really proud of him and, and all the other guys who've stepped in. Obviously, Rasul, you know, another splash play tonight. But, uh, but proud, of, uh, proud of EQ especially. Steve McGargy. 
just in terms of the way you felt in your pain threshold with the toe, how different did it feel this today versus last week, or was there any difference in that regard? Difference is I didn't have to get shot up again at halftime. <laughs> uh, so I'm definitely the healing this week, not practicing. Last week I tried to do some stuff on Friday. I felt like we needed maybe a little jolt. Um, and that kind of, I think, impacted uh, Sunday a little bit from a pain standpoint. This week, uh, I just did a walkthrough on Saturday. It obviously all the walkthroughs during the week, but uh, but no practice time. I think really helped. Uh, definitely helped looking at the scans, um, the the healing. Uh, you know, kind of get to a better spot. So I've definitely felt better. But third quarter, late third, early fourth. You know, and I, and I got stepped on early in the game. There was definitely some pain I was dealing with. Well, there you heard from Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers after the Packers improved to. Nine and three on the season heading into their bye week next week and well needed bye. Hopefully they'll get healthy, get some of their guys back after the bye. For me, Toby Altizer, Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson, appreciate you listening to the Green and Gold postgame show here on the Big Show Radio Network. Make sure to tune in tomorrow to the Wendy's Big Show, the only place where you can talk to two former Packers about this big game against the Los Angeles Rams. We'll sign off here. Gary, any final words? Hey, yeah, make sure you tune in to us all day tomorrow. Be ready to go. Absolutely. All right, have a good night. Go Pack Go. Mike Clemens. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.